everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Boring Startup Podcast. My name is Kevin, and on today's episode, it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, so I'm recording this after I've already recorded the rest of the episode. And uh, I wanted to do something a little different. I, I needed to jump back into the tech side of things, do a little bit more programming uh, that I haven't done in a while. And uh, I, I figured I'd, I'd kind of document and record blurbs as I went uh, through the process of this to sort of show some behind the scenes of, of what the, the tech side of things look like and how I handle that. And so um, I don't know if this will be an interesting episode or not. Maybe it's boring. Maybe maybe it's interesting. I don't know. We'll see how it uh, pans out. But uh, take a listen to uh, where we ended up today. So I got so wrapped up in the Kickstarter and the marketing and all this other stuff that I've been talking about and trying to find audience and things like that, that the end of the hockey season snuck up on me and I realized yesterday, so today, today is April 6th, Saturday, is the official last day of the season. And yesterday I realized that I had no idea what would happen with my puck back end once the season was over. And so part of the way the, the stat feeder stuff works is every time it checks in, my the backend service that I've built says, when is the next game so that I know how long to sleep? Because remember, the puck sleeps in between every game. It, it doesn't constantly check in. That's for battery life. That's, that's why I can get you know half to a full season of battery life on a single charge. And so it looks up and, and goes through my back end. And my back end says, when's the next game? Okay, let me figure out how long uh, the puck should um, go into a deep sleep low power mode for. Well, what happens at the end of the season is that the NHL API... Um, back-end stuff. There is no next game. The schedule for all the teams don't come out until, you know, late summer. And so uh, it occurred to me, it's going to try and check in and look up information and have no idea when the next game is. I don't know what my platform's going to do with that. And and not, I, I want to clarify, this isn't because I was careless in not thinking about that case. It was in building the platform, I said, I don't have to worry about that right now, so I'm not going to worry about it because I can get to it later. Well, later is what snuck up on me, and I feel like super hypocritical right now because, man, I can hear me lecturing my kids about how later comes with interest because, you know, every time they've got to do something around the house, it's, oh, later, Dad, later. And there I am writing code and like, oh, yeah, I'll deal with that later because I don't have to solve that problem right now. Well, Today is the day that I need to solve that problem. And so what what I figured out um, was that essentially there is no next game. I consider that in an, an invalid state um, currently in my back end. And so um, it, it's not quite as simple as that because there is no next game during an existing game. So while your team is playing, if my back end checks the status of things, there's no next game yet because the game's not over the the next game is still the existing game if that makes sense and so the way i handle that currently is oh the game is still in progress you know maybe it's in overtime or something and just go into a low power state for uh, 30 minutes and then check back again that's how i handle it currently if there's no next game or the next game is the same as the current game 
uh, go into low power mode for 30 minutes and then check back. Well, that's the same thing that's going to happen at the end of the season for all the teams. It's going to say, oh, the game must still be in progress all summer long. And it'll basically go into a low power state for 30 minutes, check back in, check back in. And checking in every 30 minutes is going to kill the battery in, I don't know, probably... I haven't done the math on it. A couple of two, three days, four days at most, I think, um, with all those check-ins. That would be twice an hour times 24, 48 times a day. Yeah, I, I don't know. You, you might get a week. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. I'm trying to do the math in my head while I'm talking. Um, <clears throat> the battery's going to go dead fairly quickly because it's constantly checking in. And so uh, what's really cool about having a back end tied into the hardware on the front end is this is something that I can fix today so that everybody's puck doesn't die. Now, I still don't have anything to display during the summer, um, and it wouldn't really matter if the battery died because, again, there's there's no updates happening until the season starts back up in the fall. Uh, however, I am going to fix that. That's a topic of a different episode. Um, but just for my own sanity, this is a problem that I'm going to have to solve eventually, and it would be easy for me to say, oh, I'll just solve it for next season, but um, I'm going to go back into dev mode, which I haven't been in for a while because I've been worried about all the other things, and see if I can't get this fixed. I haven't had any pucks uh, check in that have a team that's already ended their season. A couple of teams, maybe just one, the Anaheim Ducks finished their season yesterday, and so they're in that mode where if somebody had an Anaheim Ducks puck, it would be trying to update every half an hour and the battery would be draining. Everybody else's season ends today, this evening. Check-ins are going to be happening in probably another eight to nine hours from right now when I'm recording this. And so I'm going to see if I can't get uh, something put into the back end so that I can solve this problem so that when they check in, the... Uh, I'm going to make it go into a, a low power mode for maybe like two weeks at a time um, because I, I have some ideas for how I can hack part of my own back end to display some interesting stuff without any hardware changes or, or firmware changes on the puck side. But uh, anyway, I just trying a different maybe podcast format of I'm going to talk through how I am going to try and push this feature in a matter of hours. And because uh, that's that's kind of my wheelhouse and I, I like that sort of thing. So uh, here we go. So the first thing that I need to do to implement this feature is add some tests. So I've, I've done a very test driven development approach to the back end where I'm using the tests as a description of the requirements, um, kind of outlining the requirements of how the backend should work. And so uh, I've, I've kept this very clean to this point. And so the first thing I'm going to do is create a test that fails with the existing behavior. And so basically I'm going to say that uh, if the season is over, then I should return a low power time for the hardware of two weeks and then I'll run that test. That test will fail because right now I'm going to return 30 minutes instead of two weeks. And um, I'll see that fail. And then I need to write the code to make that test pass. So that's going to, for those that are not technical, there's a technical term for that called test-driven development. That's not super important, but it's just the, the way that I approach this. So I'm going, to, I'm going to write a test that proves that my existing setup is not working correctly. 
and then I will write code to make that pass so that I can feel confident that uh, everything is working. A along with this, the benefit of this as well is I have several dozen tests already for the whole rest of the platform. And so this is really cool because I'll, I'll ch I'm going to be changing code down in the guts of the back end. And if I do anything that breaks any of those other tests, I'll know right away. So I've got um, requirement tests around a whole bunch of other behavior that while I'm digging in the code and making these changes, if I break any of those things, I'll get test failures that tell me, hey, ooh, you're, you're not, you're making things worse or you're, you're fixing one thing and breaking another thing. So that's uh, how we'll proceed. Well, here we are an hour later and I am deep down the rabbit hole of tests and code and I mean, quite frankly, wondering who the heck wrote all of this code. It was me. But, uh, man, interesting, because I, I, <laughs> I wrote all this to get the sort of minimum viable product that has just stuck and worked and worked beautifully. Like, I've had no problems with it. But now as I'm digging back through this code and trying to make this change, some of the decisions I made to work around third-party API issues. So APIs that I don't control that behave really crazy. And I've talked about this in some of my YouTube videos where like the API just returns nonsensical data. And I've built workarounds into my code for that, but not in a way that is helpful now when I'm trying to make other changes. And so I, I sort of maybe duct taped in there. So uh, now, now I'm at a point of trying to decide how much do I duct tape this and then spend the summer taking a hard look at the code and refactoring and, and getting some some more logical things built around this and, and better code and, and hardening it. So anyway, that's that's where I'm at. Like I, I could probably duct tape this, but I want to do it right. But I didn't do it fully right in the first place, which I'm really disappointed in myself for. But uh, that's this is the joy of coding, and this is where you end up. And and I and the added part of this of you always look back at code you wrote six months ago, and if you don't think it's gross, then you're not growing. And so I guess I'm glad about that, but ugh, not glad about getting this change done. So that's where we're at so far. All right, I've decided to pull the the ejection seat escape hatch we're just gonna we're gonna duct tape this pretty hard um to, to fix this right the the real right way i need to dig deep into my back end and refactor some things uh that i've actually been thinking about recently anyway with some of the uh, features that i want to uh, enable and so uh, to do it right i just don't have time to get it done today however uh how's this for duct taping i don't need any logic to determine when to change the sleep time from 30 minutes to two weeks the logic is it's today today's the last day of the season and uh, as i explained earlier the the pucks are just going to think that the game's not over they don't understand that the season's over um, but it doesn't matter because they they treat the scenarios the same and so uh, instead of returning 30 minutes as the sleep time i'm just going to hard code it and return two weeks until i have a different fix and and that's really the beauty of 
having the back end controlled separately is uh, there's no firmware changes that are required for this. I'm just going to, as of today, tonight, like I'll push the change tonight while the games are playing so that when the pucks check in tonight, the, the ones that I have out, uh, they'll just get a two week sleep versus um, a 30 minute one. And so that'll buy me two weeks to figure out how I want to maybe make this a little better and uh, again i'm eventually going to need a firmware update on the pucks for them to handle summer and playoffs and all that stuff but uh for now uh, i've got deep and i'm going to save all this these kind of refactor stuff i've started going down i'm going to um create a separate branch in my my repo and and save it all off but uh this is not I could get there if I worked on it all the way till the puck started checking in tonight. But again, I, I think I'm going to make short term decisions because of that time crunch when it's not necessary. I literally can just change this from 30 minutes to two weeks and uh, buy what I need to for right now. And so that's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to cheat. So that's that's how it works in coding sometimes. <laughs> all right well that was easy so <laughs> i end up just doing the duct tape move like i said uh, i've got all of the devices now on a two-week check-in as uh, things still don't work right at the end of the season and so i need to this exercise has made me massively rethink how i want to maybe refactor the back end specifically in around the tech itself and expanding to other sports and team uh team versus player stats and I just my I my brain is just going crazy with ideas of how to switch this up so that uh everything is a little bit easier to maintain and modify and add features to so uh, it was a good exercise but I ended up taking the the shortcut out and so that, uh, again, I don't know if this was an interesting episode or not of The Boring Startup, kind of more of a tech episode in in kind of uh, pulling the, the covers back on how things actually go when you're, when you're writing code and things for uh, a project like this. And so uh, that is going to do it for today's episode. I appreciate everybody that's listening, and uh, please continue to join us as we march forward in The Boring Startup.